Hey, hey, welcome back. It's Reverend JJ back at the Lotus Lounge. Hope everybody's doing okay, hanging in from yesterday's full moon. Definitely seems pretty intense. So something came up today and I wanted to kind of bring it up on here and see where this takes me. But how do you know you can trust someone? What is it that happens that gives you an indication that you can confide in an individual? So, I have this client, it's a kid, and she accused me of telling her business to the students at school that she goes to, and I work in a school, so I guess there was an association there that because I work there, uh, I, I have schools that I go to and I work in two different schools. So I go to one school two days a week and another school the other two days a week. And then I rotate another day. So I'm only there two days a week. And I guess the association was I'm there. So I had to have said something to somebody. Now, I don't know if I handled it the best way. I staffed it today uh, with some of my colleagues. So that's kind of why I wanted to bring it up on here and I'm curious to hear other people's thoughts on this. But as a licensed mental health counselor, there are fines and things can be punishable with jail time for breaching confidentiality. Uh, We have HIPAA laws. Uh, Apparently we don't abide by HIPAA laws as much anymore because everybody knows everybody's health business because we all know who has COVID and who doesn't. But um, we have HIPAA laws that we're supposed to be abiding by. So I have to maintain her confidence. Everything is confidential. And I say these things to all of my clients at the very beginning. And I say it at usually the first um, session. It's usually my, you know, beginning session kind of thing, especially with a child. And I say, you know, everything that we talk about stays in here. Um, But if something were to happen where she was being harmed in some form or fashion you know, being abused, or she threatened suicide or homicide, uh, or if I am subpoenaed by a judge. All right, so yeah, I have to maintain your confidence, but, (laughs) but no, for real, unless she is, you know, basically in harm's way, uh, or if I'm subpoenaed by a judge. So obviously, um, part of my job is to protect people and even to protect people when they're not capable of protecting themselves. 
that's why, you know, we have involuntary psychiatric placements. Um, you know, I've had to intervene before where I had to protect somebody against themselves because they were going to harm themselves or they had already. So obviously safety and protecting the client is of the utmost importance. And I would never do anything to intentionally put anybody in harm's way. Um, Therapeutically uh, or personally. Um, My intention would never be to cause harm. Um, I may accidentally do something and not realize that I did something like, I don't know, put my foot in my mouth and tell something to somebody usually about myself, not about a client. I don't that's the one thing I could say about myself is I'm very ethical uh, and I hold myself to a pretty high standard um, and, and I have integrity. So you can trust what I say and what I'm going to do is going to fall in suit with who I am as a person, uh, I'm, I find myself to be pretty authentic uh, overall. Still a work in progress, as we all are. But, you know, I, I did kind of take defense to her accusation. Because it was basically, you're the only one that knows. So how did anybody else find out? And... I have absolutely no idea because I pretty much sit in my office and more often than not, I am scrolling through various things to keep myself very busy. I'm very busy at my job. Yes, I'm very busy. (laughs) There's some sarcasm there. There's only eight more weeks left of the school year and then my job is over and I get to have my summer and I'm super excited about that. But, so, I took offense to her accusing me of breaching her confidence. And I staffed it today and I'm really glad that I did because I needed some other outside opinions because I was getting defensive, like, who the hell are you to sit here and tell me that I'm blabbing your business to the school? Like, I don't even know who her friends are. I have no idea. Like, I don't even know. Like, that's the whole thing. So, you know, I tried to rationalize with her at first. And I was like, would you think maybe it could have possibly been one of your brothers? Because she has brothers that go to the same school. Uh, and they sh- no, they don't know. And then I'm like, well, um, don't you have cousins or something? I'm like, I, I don't know. Like, I was just trying to see if we could kind of rationalize and come up with a logical solution as to how people at the school heard about what was going on with her. I hadn't even spoken to my main point of contact about what was going on with her until that particular day when her and I had that confrontation. So, and then it was spring break the week prior, so there was no school. 
so because the things that happened that she's referring to happened while they were on spring break so again school's closed I wasn't there I wouldn't been able to do anything so I'm not going to sit here and justify myself because I know that I didn't tell some little kid about another little kid's story. I wouldn't have done that. I didn't even discuss it at the school, so nobody could have even possibly have overheard. Like, that's not even an option because I hadn't even spoken to anybody of the... um, staff at the school about the incidents. So nobody knew at the school except for me and the little girl and whoever she fucking told. (laughs) So like, I don't know what the heck is going on, but I took offense. So then I even said to her, I said, I don't think you understand the consequences of what would happen if I did tell people your business. And I told her, I said, I would go to jail for that. I said, I can't tell people's business. I have to maintain your confidence. I have to keep your confidentiality intact. And I have to take that very seriously. I said, because I can go to jail. And then I also can get like a $250,000 fine. And I don't have a quarter of a million dollars like at all. And I sure in hell don't have a quarter of a million dollars to be paying in fines for breaching confidentiality on a little 12 year old girl. So a couple of things kind of happened after I staffed that. So, you know, I wanted to get input from my colleagues. I was like, Hey, and I don't know, maybe I was too Uh, emotionally charged because I was offended by the allegation. Um, So maybe I need to work on that too. See, I'm still working and I'm still growing and I am constantly learning and evolving. And as we've established here, I tend to learn things the hard way. But in this case, I didn't do anything wrong necessarily. Um, I just hadn't really thought about where she was coming from until after I staffed it today with some of my colleagues. Uh, We have a team meeting that we do every single Monday. So I brought it up and I'm glad that I did because I hadn't really thought about it like that. Um, But one of the therapists um, had said something in regards to um, a trusting therapeutic relationship and that she must feel like now that she can't trust me because she thinks I told other kids about what was going on with her. And then a therapist was talking about the rapport and how you have a rapport that you build with your client. So her take on it was, well, I hadn't established a rapport with the child because the child is now accusing me of uh, breaching confidentiality. You know, not her words, my words, but... You know, I was telling other kids about what was going on with her and that now she doesn't trust me. So she was making it kind of sound like the trusting relationship hadn't been there. 
and that the rapport hadn't been there. And I was kind of differentiating your rapport with somebody and trust with somebody, I think are two different things. But this therapist was looking at it as their one. So if you have a rapport with somebody, then you trust them. And I actually don't find that to be accurate because I can be in a harmonious relationship with somebody. Like I can have harmony and not create any sort of, you know, imbalance. And, you know, I can be okay with a person and have a rapport with them and, you know, have like, you know, idle banter. That's just like having your colleagues at work or, I don't know, even think about like going into your your local stores or something, right? You might have a rapport with the um, grocery person that you see every single time you go shopping. Um, I actually talk with the guy and I'm just now I'm thinking about this as I'm saying this stuff out loud because I'm like, she's wrong. Because <laughs> like I have a rapport with... Um, the guy where I get my gas and I go get my coffee in the morning and we do a little chit chat and he knows what I do for work and stuff. And, you know, we have this little banter, but so I have a rapport with him, but I sure and fuck don't trust him. I'm not going to go tell him my confidential information or my private life story. So yeah, actually, now that I'm saying this out loud, I'm like, there is a difference. So, cause you know, when I was, you know, talking about it with my teammates earlier today, You know, I was like, well, I I had a rapport with her. We had had several sessions. I have been treating her for a couple of months now. So this isn't like a new person that I just got last week. And she was just like shutting down and not wanting to talk to me and just saying, screw you. She's been working with me and she's been open with me. So one of the other therapists gave me such wonderful insight and it really did help put things into perspective because she doesn't have any adults in her life that she can trust. And I called the dad and he's like, oh, I can't get her to talk to me either. I don't know what to do. Oh, I don't know. My hands are tied. I don't know what I can do about anything. You know, like just, just lacking parenting. And that's a whole nother topic because... We wonder why the kids are all fucked up. Yeah. And I'm not saying this to be mean. It's trauma. It's all trauma. And even what's going on right now is trauma. We're all, it's a trauma bond. We're being trauma bonded. We're all being bonded within the trauma of the COVID. And I ain't buying this shit no more. So I don't know, whatever. I know people get sick. That's, that's not anything. Yes, people do get sick. Not at all disputing that. I am pretty positive I had the COVID last year, 2019, sorry, 2019, right before December, right around, uh, I don't know, I have to go back and look, but I'm pretty positive it was right around Thanksgiving, 2019, and I'm still here and I'm alive. So that's my point is we heal. But I want to go off on a tangent on that. But when we're talking about trust. Do you really trust your government? Is that a Pink Floyd song? 
moment do I trust the government? I don't know how it goes. I don't remember. Not really good at singing. <laughs> I wasn't the choir when I was um, in high school. Show choir. Yeah, I don't know how that happened. I did have a voice at one point. I think it's still there, but whatever. So, this poor little girl, though, she has nobody to trust. She has no adults in her life that she can trust. And she was saying, the other therapist was saying that maybe she lashed out at me because I am a safer adult for her to lash out at. Because I'm not going to yell and scream at her. I'm not going to do anything to harm harm her. I'm not going to abuse her. So I am the safe person for her to kind of take out the frustration on. And that is one of the things that is just really difficult to cope with as a therapist. And I don't think you all, those that are not therapists anyway, it's hard to grasp how much we take on. It's a lot. There's a lot of energy um, back and forth. And sometimes people absorb that energy. And as therapists, we take on so much. And like they sometimes the clients are in their own you know, level of agitation and they're frustrated and like they're coming to see me because they don't know how to express all of it. So I'm there to help them. But then at the same time, sometimes I have to deal with the backlash of all of that, right? Because I have to kind of get the brunt of the raw emotion. And then I have to be able to kind of take that in and then be able to release that and transmute that. And It can be really challenging sometimes, you know, sometimes it's hard to separate and, and I do a pretty good job of separating myself, uh, and not being emotionally involved, um, with clients, but this little girl, she charged, challenged me, right? And she emotionally charged me. And to be honest with you, she reminds me a lot about, reminds me of me when I was her age. So my heart goes out to her. But I hadn't really thought about the trust. Because when you have no one in your life that you can trust, that you can confide in, that you can tell your deepest, darkest secrets to and know that they will be cherished and cared for and not turned around or thrown back at you or used against you or you know, made to think that you're sensitive or you're being emotional. How do you know when you can truly trust a person? I know damn well I don't trust the government. And for those of you that do, I'm really sorry. Because they don't have your best interest at heart. The only thing that they have that they're thinking about 
is filling their pocket because you're a commodity to them. Cash money. Cash cow. We're the ones bringing it in, paying the taxes, consuming. I don't trust the fucking government. But I know I trust myself. And I trust my gut and my intuition. And you all need to do the same. So I'm going to talk with this little girl again. And I'm going to come at it different. And, you know, I'm going to say too, last week, <laughs> um, I was get it right before my menstrual cycle. So yeah, a little TMI or whatever, but whatever, don't care. Um, so I tend to be a little more irritable and on edge. Uh, I've talked about this before. I got the official PMDD diagnosis, whatever, uh, where I feel like I want to, you know, punch someone or drive somebody off the fucking road. Uh, so yeah, that was right before, <laughs> right when I was seeing her. So I, I may have been also hormonally charged as well. I'm not making an excuse. And I really do think that what I said to her, she needed to hear. Um, and I'm going to also say that I did call her out on, on her behavior. And I said something about how, like, well, don't be mad that people found out. You should be more upset that you did the behavior in the first place. So that was kind of the way that I left that. But definitely going to chat with her again tomorrow. And I'll take a more compassionate and understanding stance, which is what I should have done in the first place. But I'll also say she was really irritable and probably didn't want to hear it either. Um, So, you know, everything does happen the way that it's meant to. And I needed to staff it today uh, with my other colleagues because I hadn't really thought about all of these different um, scenarios and stuff. But think about who you have in your life that you can trust. Are the people around you that support you and empower you and boost you and encourage you to be a better person than you than you are were I don't have too many people in my life that I trust I had someone in my life that I thought I could trust and yeah no he was a pathological liar so as I've said before if a narcissist is speaking and they're talking and their lips are flapping then they're lying he kept trying to tell me oh I will tell you the truth I'll be honest I won't lie I won't do this I won't do that 
Dude, fuck that shit. First lie, bye. Who do you trust? Keep those people close. Because they are few and far between. I hope everybody is hanging in. I'm feeling the tides are changing. And I don't know. I just keep getting like happier and happier every single day. Even with all of this crazy that's going on. So I've said with y'all before, you know, keep those emotions in check. Feelings. They're just feelings. You don't have to attach to them. They're just feelings. They just come and go. Like the waves, like visitors. Visitors come and go. They leave. They don't stay. They're not moving in. They're just visiting. Allow all that stuff to come to the surface. Deal with it. And release it.